the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. They began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord.
I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the fall of 2019, I walked into the main gathering room of Lutheridge, a beautiful retreat center near the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina. For the opening session, of a conference called Awakening Soul. There were hundreds of people, a couple whom I had met through Episcopal circles over the years, but for the most part, I knew no one. And that suited me just fine. I was there to reconnect with myself and with God. There were musicians on the stage being led by Fran McKendry, someone I admired greatly and missed dearly since his death this past June. In fact, one of my favorite memories here at Holy Communion is when Fran McKendry came to give a concert and did a beautiful impromptu duet with our own Carter Gamble on the guitar and the piano. I don't know if you remember that, Carter. It was a very special moment. Yes, I do, thank you. <laughs> Fran's music was never about performance. It was about prayer. And it's a ministry of prayer that transformed lives everywhere he went. As Fran sang, there was a large screen projecting a quote by Ram Das, And it showed a picture of a path leading through the woods. Under it, it said, we are all just walking each other home. I'd heard this quote before, but something about it hit a new chord as I sat in a room full of people I had never met, a room full of strangers who had been drawn here from all parts of the country, and some even from overseas. Though a core of them had come to this conference year after year after year, most of us had never met one another. And here we were absorbing this beautiful music that was floating over us as we wondered, what does it mean to be on this journey together, walking each other home? I'm reminded of this quote as the prodigal son begins his long journey home in our gospel lesson today. It couldn't have been easy being the younger son. He knew the lion's share of the inheritance and the authority would go to his elder brother. And I can only imagine that he wanted a little more control over his own existence. So he left home in search of happiness. 
He searched about as far as he could and ended up in a distant country where he squandered all that he had on what is described to us as dissolute living. But it was there, deep in the muck and the mud of a pig pen, that we're told he came to himself. That simple phrase that tells us so much. Some might say that that hunger and filth knocks some sense into the young man. But Jesus helps us to see that the young man has gained far more than common sense. He's already begun his journey home, right there surrounded by the pigs and the slop, as he discovers who he is and where he belongs. The long path home must have been hard as he rehearsed the lines of remorse over and over again in his head feeling the shame running through his veins, knowing that he had wronged his family, and wondering if he would be allowed back in even as a hired hand. Sorry. <clears throat> I didn't know when it would get me today, but it will, <laughs> and it's trying to. <laughs> For many miles, he had no one by his side. But I like to think that the Holy Spirit was there the whole time, nudging him along and giving him courage for the next step. <clears throat> Why would the father welcome the prodigal son home after all of his sinfulness? Surely he needed to be shown the errors of his ways. Surely he needed to make up for squandering his part of the family inheritance. He was a sinner who had turned his back on his home. And that was his choice. And now he needed to face the consequences. Right? Of course, Jesus allows us to look into the heart of the younger brother. He shows us that he already sees his own sins with clarity and with remorse. He doesn't need to be shown. He is ready to accept the consequences of becoming a hired hand, and he acknowledges that he is unworthy to be considered a son. So with hearty repentance, he turns towards home, waiting for this sinful brother to everyone's great shock is not judgment or anger, but radical welcome and grace. The treasures of this world have been squandered and lost, but the most important thing remained. The lost had been found, and what was dead had come alive again. The son is met by the father with open arms of compassion and joy. Yet, I can empathize with the frustration of the older brother, the one who did everything right and doesn't understand why his brother isn't being held accountable for his wrongdoings. But Jesus is reminding us that accountability can take many different shapes and forms. The father sees the transformation taking place in the younger son's heart, and he rejoices as he runs out to greet him. 
and walk him home. The path home is not earned by the righteous, those who seek control and order in their lives by living by all the rules. The Pharisees, the scribes, and this elder brother are on the same path as the wayward young man and all the sinners and the tax collectors that he represents. But they struggle to make sense of how he got there or why he would be allowed back onto the path after breaking all the rules that they had found essential to their own sense of direction. And Jesus reminds us that there is no one formula to finding our way to the path that leads us towards home. We all want the same thing, but how we get there might be drastically different. Whether we have been on the path for a lifetime or just a day, we are all just walking each other home. Whether we have stayed on the path or found ourselves wandering off of it time and time again, we are all just walking each other home. I'll admit that I found it very hard to reconcile a lesson about coming home on the day that I'm leaving a home. But this parable has served as a reminder that in a room full of strangers years ago at a conference, I learned that no matter where our earthly journeys take us, we are all on the same path, walking each other home. Calvary, the church that raised me, has always been on this path with me. And now you at Holy Communion, the church that has formed me in my priesthood, you too will be on this path with me. The path is wide enough for all of us. And I look forward to seeing where it will lead next as we continue to walk alongside each other. The Holy Spirit calls us to invite as many people to walk with us as we can. And it's why Calvary ventured east many years ago to invite people way out here. And it's why I will now be venturing south to continue to spread that invitation. So while I will miss our daily and our weekly rhythms of life together here at Walnut Grove and Perkins, I will take great comfort knowing that we are all on this big journey home together. When Sandy asked what I would like for my last Sunday here, I requested a favorite hymn, Hymn 456. We shared it together at my ordination here in 2015, and we will be singing it during communion today. And while you are singing with gusto, I invite you to pay special attention to the text and especially to the first verse describes the love of God, how strong and true, eternal and yet ever new, uncomprehended and unbought, beyond all knowledge and all thought. We do not earn God's love, 
any more than we're able to lose it. It is with us when we're on the path, and it's with us when we lose our way. God's love is strong and true for Pharisees, elder brothers, sinners, and prodigal sons alike. We're all a part of this great journey. And in the words of Ram Dass, we are all just walking each other home. Amen. <laughs>